transmitting the Mint Condition Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 283 of the Men Can Dish Podcast right here on Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast, that's where we are. I am Scott the Bot Savage along with... Wait, wait. And... Joe. And uh, here we are. It's August, fellas. Did you think we... Did you think when we started... Did you think when we started doing the uh, Corona... The Corona episodes, or as I'm dubbing it, the Corona Collection. Um, <laughs> did you think by August we'd still be doing this? I believe um, you can find some sound clips from us early on going, man, if this lasts till August, I'm going to kill myself, or something you know, to that effect. Well, uh, August, August ain't over yet, Joe. Well, I'll tell you this. It's a good thing none of us swore this in blood, because uh, if so, well, at least one of us would be planning their Minkendish funeral. Oh, shit. I just got a notification on my phone for news. Tenant has been delayed again. Dude, just just say it's a, it's. They need to just say, okay, we're delaying the movie until theaters are open. Yeah. Just just say it. Just yeah. say it. St- I think a lot of these people need to stop doing that. Just like I understand for like bands who have these like big tours, I can kind of understand that. But when it's like a movie that could literally and figuratively come out. Anytime they wanted to, like if they change it, they could change their mind and be like, "Surprise, motherfuckers! We're slipping that in tomorrow." You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just say it. Just say it. We don't want to release it because we want theater money. We want theater experience. We want you to see it in the theater. Just say it. Just say when they're open, we will release this fucking movie. Yeah. Because holy shit, like nothing, nothing sours people more on constant pushbacks. If, like. For example, like at least with Halloween, was it Halloween Kills? Was the sequel? They at least pushed it back a year. You know what I mean? The, from its norm original release, not a year from from when they announced it. A year from its original release. That's a little more plausible. If they would say, "Well, Tenet's gonna come out next year," fine. It's gonna come out fall of twenty twenty one. If you're gonna, if you absolutely need to set a date, that's fine. Three hundred sixty five days. Cool. But when you keep saying, like, oh, we're going to push it back a couple months. Oh, we're going to push it back a couple months. Eventually, people are just going to get sick of hearing about it. And you potentially cause people to miss out on a good movie or a good show. It's, or good it's, thing. Like, it's like New Mutants. But... Like, like, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. When there's a video game, because video games are victims of this based on their nature. When there's a video game that you're really looking forward to. And you're like, oh, fuck, we're getting close to that release date. And then, like... Oh, uh, we got to delay it for two months. You're like, okay, okay. You know, let's, we'll wait, make it perfect. And then, you know, that you wait that too much. Like, all right, we pushed it back. We pushed it back. Fuck, we got we to gotta delay it again. And, like, after a certain amount of time, you kind of lose interest. 
And you kind of like it to the point where it finally does come out. And you might play it, but you might not. And if you do, you're probably not as hype as you would have been if it came <clears throat> out when it was unless supposed it, Unless it's like, it's like almost become a joke, like Half-Life 3. Well, yeah. Well, or, 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 or what or was it? Kind of a joke. Or, that, that's or, or Shenmue 3. Remember that? Well, yeah, but the thing is, Duke Nukem Forever and Shenmue 3 came out. We're still waiting on Wait, that. Wait, hold on. Shenmue 3 came out? Yeah. Yeah. And it disappointed <laughs> everybody. Yeah. <laughs> when did it come out? Like last year, I think. Holy Duke shit, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, not only that, but they, they did a uh, HD remakes of... Although they're probably just... By HD remake, they probably it's probably just uh, set up for uh, full sc- or for widescreen. Yeah. Uh, but they also did HD remakes of uh, one and two as well. Holy shit! It did come out. Oh my god. Um. But yeah, no. Half Life Three. I don't think will ever come out. See, the only one I can think of was like CD Projekt Red delayed Witcher Three, but that ended up being more than worth it. With with all the game of the years and and the amazing like sales it had, so now with Cyberpunk, that's been delayed at least a couple times. And well, I, I think at this point, they Cyberpunk have goodwill is... that they're like, okay, everybody's like, okay, it's like how old Blizzard used to be, where they would say, hey, that expansion for Warcraft isn't out yet. We're not. It's not. It'll be out when it's ready. And people were like, okay, because you normally put out good shit. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, at least with Cyberpunk, I think they should have, del- it should have always been like PS5, a PS5, not exclusive, but like when PS5 and then I forget what the new Xbox is called. Xbox but, Series uh, X. You know, yeah. the problem with that is, is I bought a PS4 for Cyberpunk. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying don't do a PS4 and Xbox One version. I'm saying still have those, but I'm saying. I, I think gearing the, the release to that. So, like, if you have a PS4 or an Xbox One, you can still you, – you have it. But give that a little bit of an incentive for the people who, who are going to get that Xbox – what is the new Xbox called? Xbox, Xbox Series X. Yeah. X, uh, you know, those people who are going to get the Xbox Series X or PS5, like, at launch, you know? Give them that little incentive. It's like, okay, you can have this version, but then there's also this version. You well, know that's what, what I mean? they're doing now. No, I know, like, but I'm saying it's always been. The I'm game saying always been. In 2012, 2013? And, like, the PS4 was still re- relatively new in the cycle? And it was just like, hold on, guys, like, we gotta finish up Witcher 3, and then we can work on Cyberpunk. And then Witcher 3 got delayed, and then they did Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt... And then they eventually got the Cyberpunk, which still, it looks amazing. But, again, it's one of those things where it's like, they couldn't have predicted that they were going to gear it to the PS5 because they announced it so early in the PS4 cycle. Well, and not only that, but also, like, I don't think, I don't care what anybody tells me. I refuse to believe that they knew that Witcher, that they believed that Witcher 3 was going to be as successful as it was. No, and they 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 never. See, it's hard to. There's no way anybody could have predicted the amount of success it had. But, like, people who had followed the series were like, the games are getting better, like Witcher 1 and Witcher 2. They're becoming more prevalent to 
you know, average gamers, because Witcher 1 was only on PC, and then Witcher 2 was on Xbox 360 and PC, and that pissed so Witcher off 3 ends up on everything, you know, and it's like each one got better, and I think what happens is, like, the hype started building... I mean, at this point, we've had Game of Thrones, and people are, like, into fantasy stuff. Dark Souls had taken off at this point. And it was like, okay, everybody likes these kinds of games. And then the hype started building when reviewers are like, this it might be the best one, you know, that we've seen. It's getting, you know, nines and tens. And then when it finally comes out, everybody, you know, flocks to it. Yeah. But well, uh, point, it, point is, fucking, like, like the little card game in in the fucking the mini game inside of it became. Yeah. The point is, tenant should they should just say it's it's shelved indefinitely until we can reopen theaters. How did we get? Oh yeah, oh yeah, because I made the joke. Um. Well, I like, how it feels when a game gets pushed back, like how like you could, you kind of lose a little bit of that hype. You know, like that's that's a thing. Like I think that's part of the reason why they're they're doing this the way they're doing it is so they don't lose the hype. But yeah, like people still know what like, Tenant is if they keep saying, "Hey, Tenant's being you know pushed back," and they're like, "Oh, I remember that's that Chris Nolan movie." You know, blah blah blah. But like that's the thing, like pushing. But people also have this idea of like when you push it back, it's like, "Fuck, there something something's not right." You know what I mean? Like so, basically, the Tenant. Uh, release date is very tentative. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the big budget uh, life story of actor David Tennant and his story into becoming the uh, the Tenth Doctor. Correct? Yeah, I think he's played by Idris Elba. Oh, nice! Great. You know, when I saw, you know, I'm I'm because Idris sure. could play finally play a doctor. When I heard about this movie, I said to myself, I said, self. There is only one man who could possibly play David Tennant, and that's Christopher Lloyd, but he backed out. And then my second choice was Idris fucking Elba, without question. I mean, the, the, the they've got a similar look. The voice is almost identical, same build. I mean, it's, I mean, it's amazing. If you put Idris Elba and David Tennant... Marvel connection, too? I'm just saying, if you put those two together side by side... You can't tell this in part. Right? I was going to say, it's going to take me at least an hour to try to figure out who's who without someone telling me. Let alone if you like close your eyes Doctor and who? both say the same line back to back. In fact, I'm almost convinced that David Tennant and Idris Elba are the same person, just moving very, very fast back and forth. Good point. Did you know that if you spell David Tennant's name backwards, it's Idris Elba? That's Weird, right. Isn't if you spell Idris Elba's name backwards, it's David Tennant. Half-Life so, confirmed. So fucking weird. In fact, the um, in fact, if you look, if you look into in the Doctor Who logo when David Tennant was the Doctor, if you look inside the O, you can actually see that it's not actually a hole. It's Idris Elba's face. If you look on the logo that has, if you look at the logo that has the uh, the TARDIS, okay, yeah. you can see in the window of the TARDIS, Idris Elba like waving. Yeah. Did you know Idris Elba was Heimdall? Oh my god, I did not know <laughs> that. <laughs> I know, right? I know. 
Um, speaking of things that I know, um, so nothing. I, well, I mentioned on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was gonna give. I gave uh, Impact Wrestling a chance in the year of our Lord 2020. I said, "Fuck it, the hype, the hype snake bit me," and uh, I tried Slammiversary. I really enjoyed the show, and it got me hyped to watch the television. So I watched two weeks worth of show shows uh, last week and this week because I watched the in, the following Impact and then this past week, and I like it. Like it's actually a fun show. Um, I don't know if uh, Wade. I don't know if you've caught any of the new one because as i mentioned um it is available the next day on impact plus which i do have now so if either of you want to try it and you don't want to watch it on twitch um or you don't get access tv or you just want to be able to watch it on your own time um i'll give you i'll send either one of you guys wade and joe i'll send y'all the link to my impact plus account um it's it's been a lot of fun so there's the real theme seems to be based around new. You know, we with the stripping of Tessa Blanchard as champion, you know, we crowned a new champion in Slammiversary and Eddie Edwards. Um, we had a new Knockouts champion in uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Um, trying to think. Um, oh, and then uh, we got a new X Division champion in Chris Bay. And then on the following impact, we crowned new tag team champions in the Motor City Machine Guns. So, so they're really... They're really building on the like this new foundation, especially with like the new wrestlers coming in. You know, Keith Slater, now known simply as Heath. EC3 has made his, has made his uh, return to Impact. Uh, the aforementioned Motor City Machine Guns. Eric, excuse me, Eric Young. But like, they're a lot of it is them meshing with the current crop of talent that they have, which you know I really enjoy. Um, they're doing they're kind of doing a play off of the. Um, Heath Slater, um, free agent. If you well, no, they haven't mentioned the kids yet. Although, well, sort of. Rhino mentioned the week before that he's got a, he's got a friend coming in and he's got kids. That's all. That's where that began and end. But no, um, if you remember when they were doing the angle where like Raw didn't necessarily want him, SmackDown didn't want him. Right. They're kind of doing that, but in a more serious tone. Like he, like it's it rather like he's really like. Well, actually, it, they're not treating him as a drunk. It was kind of serious. How like you know he's proving his worth. He's trying to prove why he should well, be there. I think the problem with the WWE one was that the whole conceit was, look, it's Heath Slater. Like, like he thinks he's a real wrestler. You know, well, not only that, but it is also kind of hard if you're. I think this is more akin to the hardcore fans, not so much the, the, the casual fans. I don't think – I people like us who are like – I'm not saying we, we're always like, you know, looking for wrestling behind the scenes or whatever. But, you know, you know how some people are. They just have to tell people stuff. You go online. You can't help but find a piece of information. And, like, with, with, with someone like WWE, you can't really do an angle like that because – we know damn well they're not going to put anybody on television that isn't signed unless it's like a local talent for like a squash match. Whereas someone like Impact and even AEW has been doing it too, where they will put unsigned people on there. So there could be that air of like, okay, they're here, but they may not work. You know, they may be here tonight, but they may not be signed. And yeah. so 
a little bit more believable, I think, somewhere like an Impact or an AEW or even yeah, a Ring of Honor. NWA used to do that too. And I also, quick sidebar, um, I was listening, I was watching uh, Brian Zane's review of, uh, or his um, live review of uh, SmackDown this past Friday, and in the Q and A he did afterwards, which if you, if you don't watch those. Uh, after Raw and after SmackDown on the Wrestling with Regret YouTube page, he does uh, live uh, reviews and then he'll do uh, Q and As afterwards. Uh, if you do, uh, so if you donate a uh, super chat and ask a question, he'll answer. He'll uh, do Q and A like that. Um, he had actually mentioned that Ring of Honor is possibly going to be. Um, well, actually, not possibly. He said they are going to be resuming television soon. Um, where it's going to be, he's not sure. He's pretty sure it's going to be here in Baltimore since that's where the company's based. But uh, a venue has, has hasn't been announced or anything. So, and this could actually be a really good time for Ring of Honor to rebuild their television and to like make it more interesting because they really need that. But like you know, and the reason I say that is take a cue from Impact. You know, they really took advantage of the new WWE signings while at the same time not like forcing them down your throat either. Like you know, like like. Everybody probably assumed one of the new do- like when 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 I mean granted he was in TNA first but like when Eric Young showed up everybody and their mother including myself was like oh he's definitely gonna win the world title nope Eddie Edwards won the world title you know what I mean Machi- I mean granted the machine and machine guns didn't come from WWE but I mean it was a I mean they were like the only case but you were just like okay but they're Impact guys so that's fine um. But yeah, so on top of the wrestling, which has been good. Oh, I forgot to mention also, Eddie Edwards, he announced on the first Impact after winning the title that uh, every week he's going to be defending the title against someone else. So Kind of kind of similar to the Cody Open Challenge, but um, I think there's a little – it's different. One is trying to build a title. One's trying to rebuild a title. Um. Oh, hold on, Scott. Hold on, Scott. <clears throat> okay, so I had to step away from this. I don't know if you talked about it, but talk and talk and shop a mania. Yeah, the boner yard match. Uh, <laughs> I just saw this. <laughs> it's Stang. Oh yeah, it's Stang. <laughs> I'm just going on Twitter, and everyone's like, "Randy, everyone's like, this is going to be the most miserable piece of shit ever." Oh, no, uh, dude, I'm probably going to watch that one day this week. Hurricane Helm says, this is the only pay-per-view in history where getting into shape is forbidden. <laughs> and then Drake Maverick, of course, says, this absolutely sucks. <laughs> no, dude, I'm, 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 I'm ordering that this week. I'm going to watch that. By the way, you do know Talking Shop is back. I know, back I know, today. but, like, I know. It's just, another good one is Tay Long shows up. It's I, I didn't see that. Hey, it's Tay Long, and then he's like, and Tay Long's like, I'm here to get motherfucking paid. Now stay six feet. <laughs> and that's yeah, it. Yeah, I think they had it was the uh, social distancing battle royal. <laughs> Wait, where did Brian Pillman Jr. come from? Are you paying him? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Just oh, oh, hold on, last night, last night. This... <laughs> oh my god, did they get, um, oh god, what's his name, Nature Boy, um, I forget his name, but he, oh my god, they got him, fuck, I'm definitely watching that this week, I might watch that after band practice. This looks like the worst piece of shit ever, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> um, anyway, Scott, continue. 
Oh yeah. So okay, so <laughs> we're doing the open challenge thing, and he's been he's been doing it. Um, and it's it's just it's actually been a really good wrestling show. They even did. I was because. I always tell you, one of my biggest problems with WWE is, like, I always feel like they get this great, big, like, beautiful ball of hype, and they live up to it, and then they fuck it up. And I really thought Impact was going to do this. So, on this past week, they announced two things. They, or, last week, they announced they were going to do it this week. They announced two things. One was something called Wrestle House, which I'll get to in a second. And then, two, they announced that... Uh, uh, Rob Van Dam's girlfriend, Katie Forbes, was going to be showing off basically her OnlyFans exclusive photos. And I'm like, God damn it, they're going to do something dumb and get banned on Twitch again. And they they didn't. They actually played it smart. They built it up. They built it up. And then they they get to the point where they show the pictures. And because he's doing, like, the hacker gimmick, uh, Sammy Callahan, uh, like, fucked up all the pictures and put his face on her body. And she's getting all pissed. So that's actually building to a Rob Van Dam. Sammy Callahan feud. So I was really happy. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna fuck this up. And they didn't. They they kept it going. So I was really hyped. But the interesting one that I highly recommend, at least I don't know how you'll feel about it, Joe, but I know Wade might like it for its sheer stupidity. Um, so they had this thing called Wrestle House. And it's set up like pro wrestling meets the real world. But it kind of, at least at first, I don't know if it's going to keep doing it, but it almost had a Firefly Funhouse vibe because people teleported and there was a moment where, like, they go to open the door and it's just, like, a, a, um, a PNG video. Like, like you know, where, like, the background was cut out? It was, like, a, it was like the background cut. It was, like, a green screen picture of Abyss when he was doing the... Remember he, he had, like, the white getup? Where, like, he had broken out of the asylum. So it was, like, that version of Abyss behind fire. But after that, they didn't really do any, like, powers or whatever. So basically the idea is a bunch of Impact wrestlers are living in Tommy Dreamer's house that he bought with ECW money before the checks could bounce. That's the gimmick. And so it's like the real world. And all the problems are settled in the ring. So, like, it, so like there was a moment where... um. Crazy Steve and AC Romero were trying to f find where they were going to sleep, and the only place left was the ring, the, the ring itself. So they had a match to determine who was going to sleep in the ring, and then they ended up uh, deciding to... Sh I think they ended up deciding to share the ring. Um, so there's that. They also had a moment where uh, the Diener brothers, Cody and Jake... I think it's Jake Diener. They're, sh they're sharing a room. Cody is on the floor... Jake is in the bed, and you can clearly tell someone is next to him. You, you don't see who it is right away, but it was really funny. So, so Jake is snoring. Cody's laying there because he can't sleep because he's snoring. Jake snores himself awake, thinks Cody was snoring. They get into this huge argument, and all of a sudden, Tommy Dreamer just busts out of the bed and is like, that's it, guys, match or match time. Anytime he says match time, we automatically we go to the ring, and they have a match. And it even says in the corner, match to determine who was snoring. So basically, if you lose the match, you are the one snoring. It's so fucking dumb to explain, but it's done so well. And it was actually very well received. Yeah, I'll tell you, Scott. When you were telling me this, I was like, why would Scott think I like this? It looks, Dude, no. It sounds terrible. Dude. Okay, I will put it to you like this. 
watch it with like like I said, like like Firefly Funhouse Vision, how like you just suspend your disbelief and you just accept what you're given. Watch it with those eyes and I'm telling you, it was actually pretty entertaining. Even Caitlin was into it. Even Caitlin was getting into it. And she doesn't like a lot of this stupid shit. Um, she was also really into the Rascals. They're doing this gimmick where they have this thing where they're bringing suicide back. And uh, Zach Wentz is scared of him. So they all get high. And uh, he shows up. And, like, they're trying to figure out who suicide is. And, like, one of the suggestions was this, – this was online – and uh, AC Romero was one of them, and it's just like, dude, he's like 300 pounds, and Suicide's like a twig. It sounds dumb to explain, but when you watch it, trust me, when you watch oh, it, it will oh, all it, be it does, it does sound dumb when explained. But, the talk and shop sound more real than this. Trust me. Well, I don't think they were going for real. I think they were just going for entertaining. But I'll tell you this, Wade. If you can accept a lot of the other st- stupid shit that you've seen in wrestling, trust me when I tell you, watch it, you'll understand. Watch it and you'll get it. Yeah. I think you'll like it if you actually watch it. I don't think you will. We'll watch it. But I think if you did, you would like it. Yeah. Joe, I don't know. Joe is uh, running Joe's a track right now. Or he's, like, or he's fucking with us. He's fucking with us. I could see him breathing a little bit. Yeah. But he doesn't. I see his little triangle of hair. You see it weighed on the side, his little tuft of hair that's like pointy. I saw it move. Dead giveaway. I just wanted to to bring it up because like I just feel like Impact doesn't get the love it it clearly deserves, at least now. (laughs) It definitely deserves it a little more now than it used to hopefully they can keep this hype train going and build some momentum so when crowds can come back you know they're selling out or they'll just lose it i hope not i hope well apparently, apparently like i was dumb for missing out because apparently impact is basically uh a couple people i've said had basically said impact wrestling within the last like since since Don Callis and uh, Scott DeMore took over, has basically been what Ring of Honor used to be. So take that for what you will. I don't know necessarily know what that means, but I know a lot of people have said it feels like old school Ring of Honor. I don't know what that means, but because I wouldn't go that far, but it, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, speaking of pretty good. <clears throat> So we we continued the Mel Brooks journey. Yeah. Uh, I think Diana has come to the conclusion she is not a Mel Brooks fan. What? She didn't like... But I thought you said she liked Robin Hood Men in Tights and Spaceballs. She likes Spaceballs. Apparently she didn't like Robin Hood Men in Tights that much. What? So we watched watched Blazing Saddles and she wasn't a fan of that one either. And I'll be real. Racism? There, I forgot how much fucking racism there is. Uh, I view it; it works. It's not that bad if you th- if you just view in the mindset that the white people are the stupidest people in the world. Well, yeah, that's the point. I know, I know, but it's still a lot, and it's also like after after watching it, and I've always thought this: people consider Blazing Saddles his best movie. I don't. 
I always thought it was like, maybe it's because I don't really follow Westerns as much, you know what I mean? And I kind of hate them. Used to hate them for the longest time because of my dad, but just shoving down my throat. Um, look at John Wayne over there. Look at the look at the the Waltons. That's great, Football. isn't it? Was that Cowboys? Yeah. I know it was like it's like frontier. Place during the Great Depression. Oh well, the Waltons was so I fucked that show. I hate it. Um, it's just a but, bunch of people that live in the country. They have a farm. But, like, I've always connected to more, like, the Spaceballs and Young Frankenstein more than I did with Blazing Saddles. Uh, Young Frankenstein's uh, always been my favorite. Yeah. See, I, I, Robin Hood Men in Tights was, was my, always my favorite as a kid. And then as and then my grandmother showed me Spaceballs. I was like, no, no, no. Because I've always been a big Star Wars fan. So, for me, like, like I didn't – I was never, like, a Robin Hood fan, per se. Like, I wasn't a fan of, like – I didn't read the books or nothing, but like, but you know, sci-fi and stuff. That one, that that, mm. that one really got to me. And but also, I, I, mean, I really love, I love Blazing Saddles. I think it's one of those movies that I agree, you have, you cannot go into it with a 2020 mindset. But at the same time, I don't. Even though, even though it does, they do use the N word. I don't think it's as offensive. I think if you replace the N word with a different word, I, I, I pretty much just think that word is the only reason why people get offended by it today. And the thing is, like, <clears throat> with, with Blaze and Saddle is, is the N word is never a joke. Well, except for uh, when he says hello to the old lady and the old lady's like, F off, whatever. That okay, that's the joke. Uh, okay, okay. New N-word. rule for the show: anytime the N word needs to come up, we will replace it with the word "fella." It's the same syllables and gets the same point across while not. Being- <clears throat> uh she's like, "Fuck off, feller," and and he's just like, "A at the end, Wade. Use the R at the end. It's offensive." You know, you know me when I'm like, uh, when I'm on the podcast, I can't say syllables correctly. <clears throat> um. So, like, that's the only time they use the N-word as a fella as a joke. You know, everything else is just it's just dialogue, just to make them seem like vile human beings. Like I said, I love the movie. I, th- I, th- I do think it's one of his best, without question. I will say there's only three jokes to me that... Three things to me that make the movie great. Uh, well, of course, Gene Wilder. Like... It yeah, makes you like, it makes you further like, appreciate Gene Wilder as Jim. I just love he's like he's like this is what I shoot with. Yeah, he's like he's like that's a that's a straight hand. Yes, but I shoot with my left hand. <clears throat> my my name's Jim, but my friends call me or they used to call me Jim. Yeah, I, I mean I love Blazing Saddles too. That that's probably tied for my second favorite uh, with Spaceballs. But yeah, so I think, oh, sorry. also also the joke Headley, Hetty. It's Headley. That's a funny joke. Uh, and also the great ending of <laughs> like oh, when they go through the they break through the sets. And, yeah. Oh my God, no! That's and they so end cool. up at the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. And then the woman's like, "Hey, it's Hetty. It's Headley." And he's like briskly walking into the theater, running away. Yeah. But the dude, one thing that the one thing I was just like, always like. I understand it's funny, but I don't think it's that funny. Is Mel Brooks' character as the governor? I just I think, he's too, I think he's too goofy. Also, is he blind? He's dumb. Exactly. 
But it seems like he's blind. But so then he can read a paper. But so I'm guessing. Uh, so I'm guessing. Uh, it's a joke. Diana, I'm done here, wait. I guess. Huh? I guess you and Diana gave that movie a good harumph. Like I. Get a harumph. I, I, I mean, if I had to give it out a five, I'd give it like a three. Like, it's, you know, I don't think it's the funny. People say it's the funniest movie ever made. I'm like, I don't know about that. There's a lot funnier movie or movies that crack me up. It's like, an, like, like Animal House. Animal House will crack me up more than fucking Blazing Saddles will. I how important that this movie is. It broke down barriers where you can have a whole scene of farting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, wait, I don't know if you noticed. And also the great German joke of, I'm going to go to the West Womb. <laughs> uh, by the way, wait. That song went on forever, too. I don't know if you noticed, but you know the, the guy who says, never mind that shit, here comes Mongo? Yeah, that's the best part you, of the movie. You do recognize who he is, right? He looks familiar. What's he from? Jeffrey Lebowski, the other Lebowski, the millionaire. Oh my God, it is, it is yes. him. Holy He's shit! Never mind that shit. Here, Here comes the dude. Mongo. Mongo just pawn in Game of Life, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> They're morons. <laughs> also, I love the uh, that little uh, uh you know. <clears throat> Though Diana did appreciate the iconic lines of, where are the white women at? <laughs> and uh, badges? We don't need those stinking badges. <laughs> like, there's some iconic lines. Like it, it's, You could appreciate it, but I can understand why if people don't think it's that funny. I lo- one of my favorite gags is the uh, the toll booth. Yes. Like, anybody got a dime? We gotta go back and get dimes. <laughs> we gotta go back and get a shitload of dimes. Also, I like, I like the, the hangman. He, he's got the noose on, like, the horse and the guy. <laughs> what? And the guy on the wheelchair. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, there's some funny parts, but, like, it's... it's I mean, it made I, me... Wade's like, it just... It made me laugh hysterically. I almost shit my pants, but it's not that funny. Uh, it's one of those things, <laughs> it's, like... It's not as tight as Young Frankenstein is. Or Spaceballs. Frankenstein is... Uh, in my opinion, it's it's one of those like near perfect comedies where yeah. the the pace of the jokes are perfect. The there's a nice blend of physical humor, you know, language, you know, humor. It's it's all there. Now, have <clears throat> you guys seen the producers? I I personally have not seen the producers. Okay, if she's no, seen... I haven't seen the producers. Okay. I'll put it this way: if the produ- if she sees the producers and doesn't like that, then Mel Brooks is definitely not for her. That's the closest to like <clears throat> a realistic movie I think I've seen him do. Yeah, I told her like definitely check it, out Young it's Frankenstein. Hilarious! That's a great movie. I did say uh, Young Frankenstein. She should definitely check out because she likes horror and stuff. I'm like, you definitely check that out. It's also I think Gene Wilder's best uh, Mel Brooks performance. By the way, have I know you've seen? Have you seen any of the Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor movies, Wade? I actually have never seen one. Okay, dude, fucking, fucking. No, wait, no, I have seen bits and pieces on TV of whichever one, see no evil, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, that's no evil, evil. Dude, Stir Crazy is the shit. 
So, uh, what is it? Silver Streak is the other one? I think it's Silver Streak, because that's the train. Oh, we're on a train. Yeah, the train robbery one. That one's That's not, a good one. That one's, it's good, but compared to the other two, like, it's, if I had to, comp- of those three, that, w- that would be my least favorite. But it was still good, but dude, fucking stir crazy. When they're in jail and Gene Wilder's trying to act all cool and... Well, that, I love seeing evil here, no evil. That's one of my favorites. That's that. That's the one I've seen the most. That one played on Comedy Central like all the time. Yeah, that was actually my first introduction to Richard Pryor. Like when you see his character in that movie, and then you see his stand-up, you're like, oh my god, that's a that's a whole other man. Imagine watching him in the toy first. <laughs> Wait, do you know about the toy? Do you know about I know, that? Movie? I I know about the toy. Yeah, that didn't. That's a movie that we all we thought would be made. It's kind of like it's kind of like you watch Pluto Nash, and you're like, his stand-up career is completely different. Bernie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Well, no, but there's a difference, Wade. Eddie Murphy was that way for stand-up, and then completely changed, like both in his roles and in person. Whereas Richard Pryor never fucking changed. Wait, hold on. Are you saying like, that? Richard Pryor never stopped being Richard Pryor. Are you saying A. Murphy was never like he was in the movie Dave? Well, he wasn't named Dave. Oh. Yeah. Wasn't he I in Tower Heist or whatever the fuck that movie was called? Um, are you forgetting Tower the Heist. classic Norbit? Fuck <laughs> off with Norbit. Y'all both worked at Movie Stop. You know exactly how everyone who works at Movie Stop feels about Norbit. Norbit? No, we don't have fucking Norbit. No, why? Have, why do you want to watch Norbit? You want to watch a you want to watch a a a, a, a like, black man's fast movie as a mo- woman? Watch Big Mama's House. It's like please just Big Mama's House too. Just just take uh uh what's the Master Commander? No no, just... no the um the one that Eddie Murphy did it was um. The remake of the Jerry Lewis movie. Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor, meet the clumps. Take that one, please. Please, that's a better one, I think. It's better than Norbit, and it's still not good. Just take, please, buy 8 Mile. Please, we have 100 copies of 8 Mile. Or Master and Commander, or Saul. Just buy them, please. Or American Pie. Yes, and American Pie. See, what you guys don't realize is that the amount of Master and Commanders that were there when you were um, continuously went up when I was there. <laughs> you gotta remember, when I stopped working, I still came in on the reg as a customer. I definitely know what you're talking about. <clears throat> I one thing, was like, how many, I'll put it this way. It's one thing when you're working there, but it's a whole other ballgame when you're trying to find a good movie to watch, and you're just like face-fucked with copies of Master and Commander. The fuck the thing is... I don't want you! There was like, I think there was like ten copies max on the shelf, but there was at least a box and a half of just Master and Commander. Oh, uh, there's more than that. There like, was, oh there my was, god. There was six, there was those, um, like 12 by 12 boxes that we would load up. Yeah. There was at least... Um, two or three full boxes of just Master and Commander. Is that Eight Mile? Uh, saw eight mile you could sell. So thirteen ghosts. There's a lot of thirteen ghosts. I remember that. Well, no, uh, the reason the Animatrix. A lot of Animatrix. Well, no, the reason I brought up American Pie was I remember getting into an, into an argument, and it's basically what led up to me quitting because it was just like 
why are we doing this stupid shit? So our manager at the time, Ama- uh, Amanda, I think her name was. I can't, re- can't even remember. Um, I wouldn't say like real names, Scott. So she wanted us. So the idea, Amanda. what we always did was it would always be if you, at, at most you put two, you face two copies, and then anything that was extra you put on the bottom shelf. You spined it because it's like, okay, there's more copies. So someone could easily see, like, there's a shit ton of copies of American Pie. She wanted to face all... Like, if we had 10 copies of a movie, she wanted to face all of those and then spine all the individual movies with the excuse of more people see them and, and, you know, you can still read the spine. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, People are just going to be like, I don't fucking want American Pie and walk away. They're not going to be like, oh, hey, let me check out the spines. Like, oh, they only got American fucking pie. Okay. Plus, what if it's a used copy and we take it without a spine? We've done that. We've taken movies. There's where, no like, new copy of American Pie. Like, it was just so dumb because like we have all the shelf space that we could put. We didn't send new copies of American Pie people, when I was there. That people wouldn't even fucking notice otherwise face them so people would at least buy those because american pie we had so many copies american pie was only like three bucks i think at one point like why wouldn't you put your stuff that would make you more money especially because it was used why wouldn't you put, want that to be like in people's eyes like oh this looks interesting just put it in a box and sit in the center of the floor near the door i well one of the things i liked when when I was there was when we moved those spine shelves to the top and had the pe- things facing out on the bottom, like lower shelves. Yeah. Cause it's a lot easier. Like who wanted to get all the way on their ass to look in the spines? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's fine. If you're like, Oh, I need, you know, like, Oh, they, it looks like they clearly have a shit ton of copies of this one movie, but you're not going to like sit down there and like go through, like if, if 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 the entire face rack was fucking one movie, who's gonna what what America? Because we know how lazy Americans are when it comes to fucking masks. For God, we know God. how lazy they are with pies. <laughs> well, actually, that's not true because they made a lot of sequels. But well, you're talking uh, about American Pie. I'm talking about just pies. Yes. You were talking well, about Americans. I talked about pies. What do you want? Well, it's not my fault that The Rock can't be everywhere at once. But, uh, like, but like, who's going to sit there and, like, go through all those fines? And that's the other thing. Sometimes, you know, you judge a fucking book by its cover, or in this case, a movie. You see a cover, and you're like, that looks fucking cool. But if it's all spine, you just see, like, oh, that sounds like a dumb <clears> tall Except for that old man that liked, uh, that always, every week, he would get, uh, Stargate or something like that. He always trade in the one he just watched. He was like older guy. Are you talking about the guy with the long hair? The MMA guy? No. Yeah, oh, oh, he, he was a cool dude. He was, a he, was cool dude. Like in his, he was like in his 50s or 60s. Like He was always coming to get these sci-fi sets and then trading him in just to get the next sci-fi tra- set. Uh, I don't know. I only know about the guy with the long hair and the group of the- Dude, I'll never forget fucking Clint calling it the Groupola to his fucking face. <laughs> oh yeah, we got Groupola. The Groupola. The Groupola. Do you have the movie Body Heat? 
There was another movie. I can't remember. There was a third movie, but all I remember was Body Heat and the group a lot. Yeah, Body Heat. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are we doing? This podcast got off the rails after... This podcast went off the rails. This podcast went off the rails. After I made a tenant joke. Oh, Dude, 208, with this episode 283, by this point, if people have been listening to at least one other episode, they should know, like, this isn't a this isn't a structured podcast. This well, isn't a is. one specific thing. This is a whatever the fuck pops in our minds podcast. Sometimes I think we it lost is, Joe. I think we but, lost Joe. Well, it's like five, we're like five months into a pandemic. You know, we can't do summer movie previews. They're dead. No. Uh, <clears throat> like, yeah, it's just been like, what the fuck is going on? We're just losing yeah. our minds. It's better than Gary. Gary's like in his basement filming B movie Den, just going nuts. Wait, one day you're gonna have to go over there and 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 fill in for the the dummy because after a while he's gonna figure out that's not you. And then he's going to figure out it's not. I'm going to have to edit that out because now I hope Gary doesn't listen to the podcast. He'll figure it out. If if he was listening, well, if he was listening to the podcast, he would know that wasn't you. I'm just very quiet. You and the dummy do sound different. Yeah, the the dummy doesn't stutter his words, duh. So, in other words, the real dummy is you. (laughs) Did I say that out loud? Fuck you, Yeah, Cyber. that was recorded, too. <laughs> I'm going to have to go because I just got burned right there. <laughs> yeah, we're having, Actually, wait, if you hear those, if you hear the sirens, that's the fire department. They're coming out to put out that sick burn. I got some, I got some, uh, I got some, uh, um, bio <laughs> you can put on it. I got these nuts. No, I'm allergic. Oh, you're allergic to nuts? I'm allergic to these nuts. <laughs> I think we've lost our minds, guys. Oh, God. I think we're, we think we're just lost our minds. Can the pandemic go now? It's just reaping all the benefits. Joe, yeah. anything you want to add to this madness? I watched Ken Hardly Wait this weekend. Hell yeah. <laughs> for, for the first time in, like, a couple months. <laughs> I watched it for the first time ever a couple months ago. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. It's, it's one of those great movies great. where they decided the party was the movie. Yeah, because uh, I watched it. Kelly had never seen it before. Really? That's. And I'm like, if you say you're into these like those '90s like teen party movies, like this is the king. Yeah, this is like, as far as I'm concerned, this is like. Depending on your circle, it's either the best one or it's like the like the sleeper. Like it's like that one that like you either adore it and idolize it, or it's like you forget how good it is, and then you rewatch, re-watch it. it, and then you realize this. how many big stars are in it. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I actually found out that apparently uh, Melissa Joan Hart was supposed to have a bigger role, yeah. but because of how big Sabrina was getting, she she had to take the small role of being the yearbook girl. 
I think she might have been cast as either one of like Jennifer Love Hewitt's character or possibly one of the friends. I think it. I think it was actually she was supposed to be the main one because they wanted to like really like not capitalize off of Sabrina, but um, <laughs> but then when when the scheduling conflicted, they're like, well, fuck, we can't lose her. We got to do something. And honestly, I don't think anyone could have done what Jennifer Love Hewitt did. Nobody. Nobody. But it, it it's just it's such a excellently cast movie and like what it's and like pacing for these kinds of movies is key. <clears throat> well, yeah. And, yeah, and you see the tropes that that they're hitting, like because you've seen all these other teen movies from the '90s, especially ones that revolve around a party, and you're like, okay, I know what that character is like, you know, within a couple minutes. Yeah. But everybody ends up deeper. Like, all the main characters end like, up uh, like, with Seth, an extra like layer Seth, than you don't realize. Like Seth Green. Yeah, Seth Green's character being <clears> one. <throat> Especially uh, with that girl. And the girl who, like, is the 90s feminist, like, archetype. And how they end up together. And then, like, yeah. you know, even Mike Dexter, the bully. Yeah. Like he has an extra layer that shows <clears throat> at the end of the party. Especially yeah. when like he's sitting out there and that old like the the guy who graduated shows up at the party like a loser and you're like, Oh boy. Like, that's a pretty strong scene. Like, you know, oh, yeah, Charlie oh, Connell okay. is in a movie. Yeah. Well, he's Trey McNeely. Hey wait, he did he remind you of anybody? Oh yeah. Oh he yeah. did. <clears throat> he reminded me of yeah, definitely. Uh Dude, you can say it. He's not listening. I will say the one Still character. Still partying high schoolers. <clears throat> uh, the one, like, there's so many interesting characters that I'm like, can we get past Ethan Embry so we can get back to those characters? Like, one of, a couple of the other favorites is um, who people forget, but then you see the credits and you have to go back and watch it. The watermelon guy who's played by Jason Siegel. Yeah. In his first role. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And then you have the guy who has all the ready whip in his hands. Like, that's his only scene. And everybody's like, what is he doing with all his ready whip? Oh, and I'm and like, it's never, it's not going to come and up. The again. Ba- and the band that we see the uh, the breakup and the, reu- the reunion. Yeah, Donald Faison's the drummer. And um, I forgot the guy's name, but he plays Joseph in King of the Hill. Well, give me a second. I will pull up. Uh, also, he's also from Road from- Trip. Yeah, Road Trip. <laughs> Hold on, I will find it. But it's like so uh, full of '90s references, but it doesn't like clubber you like like uh, Clueless does. Yeah, it's it's so mm-hmm. good. It's such a great movie. I love uh, it. Johnny so. Zander, Donald Faison, or Faison, whatever. Uh, you just search road Alec Wed. I forget who the singer was. That's the, That's one, the one we were trying to figure out. Uh, give me a second. <laughs> oh, the thing is, I can't remember if he got a name because the other guys didn't actually get a name. I don't think he got a name. Oh but wait, he was dressed I, like I, Prince. <clears throat> no, it's like Klein, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it was Breckin Meyer. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. his name. Um, I can't even remember also, his name. Uh, Sorry. Kayla and I noticed another interesting piece of trivia because we had watched uh, Josie and the Pussycats recently, like oh, maybe nice. like a week before. Remember, the one, right? 
What? The live action one? Yes. Wade, have you seen it? Joe, I know you saw it. No. You, <laughs> right? You saw it. I haven't. No, Joe. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, the boy band that gets killed at the beginning, they are all in this movie. Because Breck and Meyer, yeah. he was in it. Seth Green was one of them. Uh, uh, was it Donald Faison? Is that his name? Yeah, Turk from Scrubs. Yeah, he's in it. And the exchange student is played by... I gotta pull up his name. Oh, the German guy? Alexander Martin, the exchange student. He's also in that boy band. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Because, like, well, I wouldn't have noticed it if we didn't watch the movie, if we didn't just watch Josie and the Pussycats. I was like, oh my god, DuJour is in this. I didn't even... I never knew that. I I was today years old. Because I remember a couple of them. You were that day years old when we discovered it, so you're not alone. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Would you like to touch my penis? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, is I always uh, in this. I'm looking at this one picture, and I'm like, if they ever needed someone to play Carrie Elways in a movie, he's your guy. Yeah. Like if you needed to Unless do like Carrie Elways is like somehow aged. I mean, he yeah, has. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you ever need to do like a Carrie <laughs> Elways biopic, biopic, he's your guy. <laughs> and Carrie Elways isn't available. But you, but 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 Joe, you do know the difference between him and other Robin Hoods. He can speak with an English accent, and I think we lost Joe. Joe's out there. I've been here the whole time. Okay, I I lost visual of Joe, but I so I've got audio. So, but yeah, no, that's a great fucking movie, and. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, if we didn't watch Josie the Pussycats earlier in that week, or early, or the week before, we would not have noticed that. But we yeah, did. Because I like in uh, Can't Hardly Wait with, like, Better Off Dead. It's just, it's one of the best movies of its type, but, like, hardly anybody talks about it. Well, and I think yeah. part of why both those movies work is they both wanted to take a, co- they both took a concept and 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 like really want, worked with it like with 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 um what's it uh better off dead you know they just like they were like okay let's take the the 80s rom-com but let's like put it in this like surreal like ridiculous world whereas with can't hardly wait it was like okay we're gonna take the teen comedy you know it's all about par- it's all it's always about parties you know <clears throat> like the party graduation getting laid before college in this case, it was kind of like it was. If you think about it, it was like it was sort of like the '90s Breakfast Club, but instead of a, det- a detention in a library, you had a party at some guy's house. You had people who fit different tropes, who you find out have deeper, hid deeper things within them, and they're more than just their stereotype. Right. Yeah. I mean, you you could. Di- I mean, people could disagree with me, but I will say, can't hardly wait is the Breakfast Club of the '90s. I could see it. Yeah. And like, you know, but like I but like, again, yeah, it's all about like exploring the genre, you know, like playing with it. I think I think that they did a really good job with that as well. I like the <laughs> fact that I like the fact that even though whereas the Breakfast Club, it was kind of them all interacting with each other. This was a case of it was you had like little sub movies going yeah. on. 
and they all, it's it's basically the Tarantino version of that. Yeah, except everybody wore shoes. Yeah. And the movie's good. Yeah. Well, it would be Tarantino if, because, you know, because he's a ripoff artist, so... You know. What, what would his version be called, though? It would be like... Uh, the Brunch Bunch. Yeah. You know, because we're parodying the, 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 the Breakfast Club for the 90s. I just like the idea of the brunch. Or is it going to be like Kill Preston? The Inglorious Teens. Uh, Reservoir Club. I saw an episode of the Babysitters Club this weekend too. What? A Babysitters Club? Yeah. It, there's a TV show. Apparently, it's the second one. I didn't know there was a one in the '90s either. Wait, what? Well, TV movies. Hold on. There were two. I can understand one being in the 90s. I assume one of them brand brand new. In the 90s, that's what you watched. But you're telling me there's a current Babysitter's Club show? It's, on Netflix. it's a Netflix show. It's brand new. It just came out within the last couple months. And, uh, yeah, I, I ended up seeing what was the last episode of the first season. I'm, I mean, I've read a couple of the Babysitter's Club books. I mean, they're not awful. You know, it's like Judy Bloom, you know? Nah, it's up here. How many episodes? Ten episodes? Ten episodes? Half hour each? Yeah. I mean, not bad. Yeah, and I mean, the acting, from what I've seen, isn't awful for, like, a bunch of kids. <laughs> Legit yeah. might fuck it out. Fuck it. But yeah. For anybody who is interested, uh, I, I figured I'd bring it up. Now, the real question is, Joe... I know there's a weird... It? There's not a really big cross-section of wrestling, heavy metal, and Babysitter's Club fans. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a very see, big slice. <laughs> but see, Joe, that's the thing, man. We like to open it up to more people. So, you know, if, the, if, you know, if we got to open it up to the Babysitter's Club, fuck it. Floodgates are open, somebody, baby. Club, come on down. Somebody with a denim vest has like, like the like an obituary like top rider patch, and then like a babysitters club logo. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it was gonna be someone with like a babysitters club back patch, and then like patches of just like Judy Bloom movie. Or book. <laughs> are you there, God? It's me, yeah, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> good i think we i think it's about think we that hit everything i think we hit everything yes we had time every demographic and, and in the mortal words and if i can paraphrase the great big van vader is tam is tam it's plugging tam do you i'm gonna say this really quick because i got this cough spell <coughs> oh god oh, wait up corona hope not it, he's uh, got corona rider Follow us on Twitter, Mickadish MCP. Follow us on Instagram, Mickadish Productions. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Mickadish Productions. Wade's got a sudden urge to go to Ocean City now. Oh, God. He's already been. He brought the Rona back from the beach. Son of a bitch.
Beach better have my money. Uh, it's your turn, Scott. He, he got okay. through his book. Okay, I thought you saw one more after that coughing fit. Uh, yeah. Wayne and I also have our band Meteor King. Wayne and I also have our band Meteor King. You can find all information on it at meteorking.bandcamp.com. You can find links to all of our social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Reverb Nation. We're on YouTube. Like, subscribe, follow uh, on there, whichever ones you're on. Um, you can also get digital copies of our music uh, from there as well. Um, you can also get physical copies. We got CDs, we got T-shirts, we got patches, we've got pins. Um, so if you want to order anything like of that nature, go ahead. Um, we are also on Spotify, so uh, listen to us on Spotify. If you got a Spotify account, take a listen. Uh, you know, uh, follow us on there as well, um, and you know, take a listen, get a record. Why not? And if you purchase any physical media. Uh, we will send you either the die cut pink logo sticker or the uh, Ghoul Patrol mini sticker uh, free with that. You don't got to pay for a sticker. We'll just give you one as long as you uh, order something. As far as shows are concerned, it's the Rona season. So, again, so, you know, we'll we'll hit you with that information when it comes. Uh, like I keep telling telling you, follow the social media. You'll get the news quicker that way. Um as far as the record, we uh, we mentioned that even though we're canceling whatever remaining shows were scheduled, uh, we are working on a new album and it's coming along good. Uh, I don't know. I can. I think I speak for Wade when I say that we're really proud of this. This is really a labor of love and some good old fashioned rock and roll hard work. Um, yeah, he looks proud. And uh, I just hope uh, once it's out, y'all uh, y'all enjoy what you hear. Uh, more on that when it when it comes. Joe, what you got? Uh, we also have a YouTube page at youtube.com slash Productions. There you can find all of our video output, old uh, probably as well, uh, like the old sound checks or anime talks. But we got new stuff too, like Criterion Connection, uh, B-Movie Den, um, and all the Mink and Dish shorts are on there. Uh, if you don't use YouTube, you can find the shorts on Vimeo.com slash Mink and Dish Productions. But either way, please hit subscribe. doesn't cost anything. You get all the output, and if you hit the bell, you'll get notification every time that we post a new video. Um, and don't forget to share it with your friends, because that is the best way to make our channel grow. All right, and speaking of growing, uh, and showing. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. That's gonna wrap it up for this week's show. Thank you everybody for joining this wild, mad, just maddening ride with us today. We hope you had fun. I know I did. I actually really enjoyed this show. I think this will probably be will go down as one of the better episodes of the show. I think this this is one that. You know, they'll be talking about for the centuries. You know, hundred years, hundred years from now, they'll be like, "Yo, y'all remember episode two eighty three? That was some good shit." And they'll be like, "Yeah, dude, it was MCP for life." Are you telling uh, me there's gonna be like Trekkies for Minkin Dish? Oh, absolutely. You no, know, like which yeah, episode called- and what the minute marker was? Yeah, they're Good called Minties. Yeah, they're called Minties. You know I don't know Wait, what he's saying. 
Wait, I hate you for saying that. Minties, Cundies? Stop. Before before Wade, uh, let me just do this before uh, Wade embarrasses himself any further. We will see you next time, everybody. Until then, I'm Scott the Bot Savage along with... Minties, Cundies, Wade. Wade, Wade, and... Joe. Reminding you, as always, to keep it clean. Our fans are called the Wadeites. Keep it sweet. sweet. Most importantly, you got to keep it... <laughs> Mint, Mint. 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 Mint.